Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. All right, so welcome into a special episode of Topic Thunder. I'm your host, Alex Roy, joined in by, by Anthony right here working the boards this time around. What's good? And uh, I'm joined in by a special guest. Uh, he's a comedian, entrepreneur, philanthropist, former college basketball player, and he's also Russell Westbrook's best friend. Uh, so welcome into the show, Demetrius Juice Deason. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. For, oh. First off, how you doing? You, I'm doing good, good, man. Trying to stay dry in this rain, man. I know, man. It's been, it's, it's been crazy. The weather here has been crazy a little bit lately. Um, so to all the listeners who may not be familiar with you, can you tell us a little something about yourself, maybe about you know, how you came to be as far as a comedian and things of that nature? Yeah, no, yeah of course, of course. Um, from the beginning or, or from just uh, how many So where would you grow up? Uh, from um, South Central, L.A. So, South Central. Uh, South Central, so, L.A. So uh, this is something that you got to help me out a little bit. So right. I've never been west of here. Oh, wow. Uh, so when it comes to L.A., whenever you look at it, like on movies and things like that, yeah. you see Hollywood, you right. see Rodeo Drive, uh-huh. you see the hood, and then you see the barrios. Right. So you talk about rich people, actors, famous people, gangsters, and cholos, and that's all you see about L.A. Right. And I know in every city, you know, they got your little towns. You got like, Ed- like Oklahoma City, you have Edmond, you right. have Midwest City, you have more. Um, so tell me a little bit something about like the geography of LA and how that kind of relates to maybe uh, Oklahoma City. LA, uh, people always make make get, get um confused. LA is it's it's also LA County, so it's, okay. it's Los Angeles, but you can also stay in LA but not be in LA. Uh-huh. So LA is like man, we got so many different cities. LA is a big county, so we got like Inglewood, you got Compton, yeah. you got Gardena, you got San Pedro, you got Culver City. So it's like a lot of these different cities throughout LA, but it, it's. So it's, L.A. is really big. So uh-huh. um, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people forget. Like, when you, oh, I'm in L.A. Where at? I'm in um, Culver City. I'm in Westchester. Where's that at? It's in L.A.? Yeah, it's L.A., Westchester. Westchester, L.A. So oh, okay. um, that's kind of how L.A. is broken down. It's broken down to a lot of different cities in okay. that county. And then outside of L.A., you have Orange County, which people make the mistake of thinking mm-hmm. L.A. and the Orange OC? County. O.C. is not L.A. Oh, okay. It's, it's California, but it's, it's considered Orange County. Orange County got their own, uh, own county. Just oh, like, dang. just like, a, uh, if you stay in the valley, that's considered San Fernando Valley. But it's, but you could be in San Fernando Valley. People say you live in L.A., but now nah, you live in North Hollywood. North Hollywood is actually <laughs> outside of L.A. So that's why it's confusing. You just gotta it's know. It's very confusing. So See, best, best way you to gotta go. be from there to know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. Best way to go is say, well, you, where you, where you, where you at? I'm in L.A. L.A. by the airport, L.A. or by the or by the studio, L.A. Because yeah. if, if you in L.A. by the airport, you basically in L.A. Uh huh. Even though that's not L.A., that's Westchester. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so growing up in LA, number one, how'd you get your name Juice? Um, funny name that funny story that I hate. Um, I got in my seventh and seventh grade in uh-huh. the basketball game. The older kids, 
the older kids, the eighth graders, um, I, they was watching our game, and I went up for a layup, and I laid the ball up, and afterwards I did like this thing with my hands, uh -huh. and everybody was like, oh, he looked like Dynamite Beetlejuice. And so they started calling me Beetlejuice. <laughs> and, and luckily, Beetlejuice is a long name, uh -huh. so after a while, people just started saying Juice. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't like Beetlejuice, but I can stick with Juice. And then yeah, it, it's just kind of stick. I've been, I've been called Juice ever since, and I just – Still by now, it works. I like it. It's kind of catchy. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it worked for it worked out for you. People gave you a name to kind right. of make fun of you. Yeah, you flipped it on. Them. I flipped them on. That's what you gotta do. You gotta <laughs> take some. You gotta take some and flip it. I'm real good at flipping stuff. That's awesome. All right, so so you grew up with Russell Westbrook. You know, we're yep. in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, former MVP. Right. Um, so you guys went to the same high school, right? Uh, same middle school and high school. So awesome. we we were playing basketball since we went to Losinger, and we went to uh, we went to school, middle school too, Bud Carson for a while. So when was the first time you two met? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Yeah, so it's been a while. This Seventh grade. This relationship is deep. You got to yeah, go deep. back a long time. Unfortunately, deep, deep. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So kind of growing up with Russell, seeing him on the court now as he is, has he always been that way? Has he always had that, you know, the, the world against us, take no prisoners mentality? Always. Always. Since um, he was always competitive, always uh, super, um, super, super energetic, super like this. he, he want to win. Um, even as, a, as we was in seventh grade, uh -huh. um, we always was like that. I felt like towards the, the mentality, us against the world, kind of came from our high school coach. Because uh -huh. in ninth grade, we, we all played together for four years. Our coach made these T-shirts went at losing, and it said, it's personal. So when we played, we, we thought it was personal. We only stuck with each other. When we went on, on the road, and we even we saw somebody that we played AAU with at a different school, mm -hmm. you wasn't allowed to go talk to them. Like, if you wasn't with us, you wasn't allowed to go. If you used to look at you, what you doing? Like, we, you have to stay with us. Wow. And, so we, and we always moved together as a team. That's why, as a team, we was all so close. That's why it's like four of us, that we, four or five of us that's still so close. So that was our kind of growing up was like we're going to stick together. Uh -huh. We're going to battle together. And afterwards, we're going to hang out and just and, and be family. So we've been family since, well, seventh grade we met and we was friends. But I feel like ninth grade is when we was like, yo, once you in, because wrestling, the way it's worked in, in high school in L.A., uh -huh. in middle school, seventh grade played together, eighth grade graders played together. So we was on the same team. So ninth grade, well, ninth grade, ninth to tenth grade, high school, varsity basketball, uh -huh. we all played together. So once that became, we, came, we became a unit. And uh, we just pretty much acceptable from there. We, had, we ain't wow. been away from each other. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's so, so like, like the, the crew love type thing. Like yeah, you guys exactly. have been together yeah. for a while. So it's, it's you. I know we see when, whenever we're at the, uh, the Why Not Westbrook camp. Right. I see the taller guy, the bald-headed taller guy. Donnell Beverly. Yes. Yeah, Is he yeah. also part of, part yep. of the little crew? Yep. Oh, yep. man, that's awesome. That's, that's great. And, so, um, and everybody like in their own, everybody doing something productive too. Mm -hmm. So like um, Donnell, he does uh, he does real estate. So um, he does real estate, and he helped like he he like he helped Russell like behind the scenes, whatever Russell when he helped on the off the court stuff, business yeah. stuff, real estate, business connects. Um, and then it's one, it's one of my friends named uh, Mike. He helped. Uh, he's a sheriff. And then it's my friend Noah. He's um, going to school to be a, um, an agent. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a multiple of us out. And then my friend Stebo, he's a chef. So we all kind of do different things, and, but we, and we come together at one. So it's that's like, awesome. That, I mean, that's because, that's yeah. you know, like people I grew up with, you know, right. we always, especially my, my real good friends, we right. always look back and we always say, you know, we made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you yeah. always look at the people that didn't make it, you're like, dang, you know, I wonder what happened in their lives, so on and so right, forth, but right. we made it. We made it, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool. So yeah. what's, what's your best memory from losing her, from high school, from, from high school, school basketball type thing? Best, best memory? Uh, I remember in high school, my sophomore year, uh, <laughs> Wrestlers in 11th grade, uh, we, we had a practice. So we used to play against the starters versus the reserves. Uh -huh. So every room, our coach would mix it up. 
So um, I was, I was of course, the starter. Uh, so <laughs> Russ had me. Me and Russ was on the reserve team, and we was playing against the rest of the starters. Um, so um, we was playing the first of five. And I missed the layup uh, for the game. And then they came back and won. And yeah. I just remember we went back to the locker room and everybody was talking about it. It was over with. Russ was still upset. Like, Russ was still mad. Uh-huh. And I remember, like, he changed his, he changed his clothes in the, in the locker room. And he stormed, stormed off and left. And didn't talk to nobody. So we all thought it was over with. The next day, we, in a, we, um, you know, we all meet in, um, in, in the uh, cafeteria for breakfast. Uh-huh. Russ was still mad. I'm like, bro, it's practice, bro. <laughs> Why are you still mad? And he was still mad. And, I, and that's one of those things that stood up about him. I'm like, I, that's when I knew he was different. When I'm like, he's still mad from practice, and we play tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's when I knew Russ was kind of different mentality-wise. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So now, from what I've read, you were kind of a heck of a basketball player yourself. Yeah, I was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could make a layup, but, you know, I was – We'll forgive I, you for that one. If I could just make more layups, I, my whole career would have went so different. If I could have made three more layups, I would have been, it would have been something. So you, did you play in college? Yeah, you I played, played – um, I, I actually went the junior college route. So I went okay. to, a, I went to uh, L.A. Southwest, uh-huh. which, is, which is dope because that was my um, high school coach's dad. So I oh, played wow. for him for a year, and then from there I transferred to Fullerton City College. And then from there, I transferred to my two-year college up north, which is uh, Pacific Union College. So how would you describe your game? Um, dirty work player. Um, there you go. Throw yourself uh, d- on the floor. Talk trash all day. Dope, I dive on the floor for no reason. It'd be a loose ball way over here. I just dive for it. Like, I was like the guy play defense, hustle, yep. did yep. my dirty work. You almost sound like Patrick Beverly. Yeah, yeah, almost <laughs> to a certain degree. Except I was a better <laughs> offensive player. Oh, there you go. Make, made open shots when I got them. Uh-huh. Every blue moon, I finished my layups, and uh, I, I was like kind of the glue guy. I kept us. I felt like I was one of the guys on the team that kept us together. Uh-huh. So that was what, what I did. And then even at the high in college, I was the same guy. Mm-hmm. And then in college, it was the first time I had a different role when I was like the point guard. Because then even in high school, and I was a point, I, I guarded our point guards to you know to save energy for like Russ and like Donnell yeah. Beverly, save energy for them. But on defense, uh, on offense, I was a three, so I never really had the ball in my hands a lot. So oh, in, high, wow. in college, I played the one, and I guarded the one. It was, it, it was my team, which That's is dope. Cool. Which, by the way, my numbers went up in, in college. Uh, I, <laughs> I did lead my team. I led my team in minutes, uh, points, assists, and uh, turnovers. But that's not the point. Hey, there, there you go. Hey, when you get the ball, I had the ball, ball again, a lot. Exactly. Somebody, somebody, got, somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. So, so you didn't keep on playing. Why, why is that? What happened um, with that? Going to my 12th grade, my senior year. <laughs> my 12th grade. My senior year of college. Um, I had a lower back injury, uh-huh. and so um, I tried to. I played tried to preseason. I played a couple of games, but they they set me down for the rest of the year. Mm. And then, unfortunately, um, I don't know what happened, but they ended up giving my scholarship away. Oh and no! From there, school was expensive, and I ended up, I ended up coming back home from there. Yeah, yeah, came. Back yeah, home. man, life life happens sometimes. Came back home and I started working at a chicken spot called El Pollo Loco. I gotta ask you about that. And uh, next, uh, that's when everything kind of started from there. So so. So there's usually a transition period when an athlete, like they, they can't play anymore, they right, don't right. play anymore, until they find that one thing that kind of replaces athletics. Yeah, know, exactly, exactly. So, so what was that one thing for you? Was it comedy? Um, at the time, it wasn't comedy. At the time, so what happened, I came back home. You know, I feel like college, especially athletes, you, you put on this pedestal, like everybody, like, oh, you got all these followers, everybody coming. You, you, don't got to, you ain't got to – you cut in line at lunch, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You get free, free jerseys, all these things. So when I came back home, it was kind of depressing. Like, I, came, I went from working – <clears throat> from living this college lifestyle, being a guy on campus, to now I'm just – I'm sleeping on my mom's couch. So I'm sleeping my, on the floor of my sister's room when we got guests, you know, I'm just trying, I'm trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I was working at El Poro Loco, and um, 
which is really hard because that 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 company is is majority Hispanics, and I didn't I didn't know enough Spanish, you know. I didn't know I was always behind, so that was tough. So from there, I thought all you had to know was El Pollo. Hey, that's what you thought. It. it took me six months to know El Pollo was actually chicken, which is like I I was like oh L and because you know L and La. I didn't I, I didn't pay attention in, in Spanish class much, but I got I got to be. <laughs> I got a B. I got a B. I did my thing a little bit. Yeah. So that's when I kind of, and from there, I had a friend that was a comedian, and um, he was, and he was always trying to talk me to do comedy. Uh-huh. So I ended up going to his show, and I didn't know it, but he booked me on his show. So oh, I was wow. like the second comedian, and he was like, come up to the stage, give it up for Comedian Juice. And I'm just like, and then, you know, it's, it's he was looking for somebody yeah, else it's, it's 200 people there. So everybody like, go, 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 go. So he encouraged me to go on stage. I went on stage, and I freestyled 10 minutes about my day at work. Because a lot of stuff happened. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I think that day a customer came in and was giving me attitude, and, uh-huh. they, didn't, and they didn't want to touch me. Like they, I was like, your, your total was nine twenty-six. Uh-huh. So I put my hand out to get the money, and the lady put the money on the counter, and that made me so mad. And I was just talking about that and me being at El Puerto Loco, and I got laughs. Uh-huh. And the rest was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm gonna do the rest of my life. So I was gonna add, so, so, comedy, like comedy, is one of those things that to me is terrifying. Yeah. Like to go on stage and it's hope awful. and hope that people laugh. It's awful. It's just like like you sit there like maybe with your, with your friends or maybe even just you in front of the mirror. And you tell the jokes or you you know you go ahead and you kind of prepare for that. Um, but whenever you're on stage and you get those the laughs, yeah, or you don't get the laughs, how does that feel? How does that make you feel? Like if you don't get the laughs, when you don't get a laugh, it's like miss like I'll compare it to uh-huh. when you don't get a laugh. It's like missing ten wide open layups. Like, I'm talking not, not wide open, like, go back door wide open. I'm talking fast break. Nobody there with you. And it's packed. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, it's embarrassing. It's tough. It's and like. You, you got, got all those eyes on you. All those eyes. And then afterwards, you got, like, okay, that, thank you for my time. And you got to walk off the stage and everybody <laughs> looking like he thought he was funny. And then you got to go to the other comedians. They're going to give you fake love. Like, uh, it, it's very tough. You, that's why they say um, to do comedy, you got to have thick skin. Uh-huh. And you got to understand, like, no one starts out funny. Like. Uh, comedy is not like basketball. You don't get to go to the gym and shoot a thousand shots a night and nobody know you missed all of them and the next day you make a couple more. Yeah. Comedy is you got to go shoot those thousand shots in front of people that don't know you who pay money. And that to me is like the, the, the scariest thing and like it makes you grow quick because you got you to gotta grow. Yeah. So yeah. I was going so to ask you about that. So athletes, when they're done playing, like you sit down um, – you know, like an athlete can go ahead and go to the gym and shoot jumpers. Right. They can go ahead, you know, they can work on something in the off season. Right. They can look at film and see what they need to work right. on. Comedians, like you, like you put on a show and maybe yeah. they didn't do that well. Do right. you go back to like the drawing board and are like, you know, maybe I need to change this up or maybe this joke didn't fly. I need to go ahead and change it up with this or. Um, in terms of, com- it, 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 um, let me see. In terms of com- and comedy, comedy is a little different because like. It, everything not going to work right away, you know? Yeah. I mean, so you really, you, when you do comedy, you don't know what's going to work. You kind of just take the risk and try it. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, and you get, if you get like a little laugh, you're like, oh, this got potential. Yeah. And from there, you take that little potential and then you add it to another joke and then you do it again and you do it again and, until you get a whole 10 seconds, 20, and you build, you build a joke. You don't just start with a joke. You get an idea. You'd be like, like it'd be like um, Russell's super competitive. All right, what, now you put a, you put you plug something in there, you try it, uh-huh. and then you plug something in, and you keep failing until you get it right. That's why it takes so long for it to protect, to to perfect a joke. It takes like 
four to six yeah. months to perfect the joke. Because then you got to add the, the act out to it. Then you got to get the right facial expression. People don't know comedy is very, it's a lot of work. You got to really hone your craft. There's layers to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So growing up, who was your favorite comedian? Growing up, um, Martin Lawrence. I think for sure Mar Lawrence. Yeah. Like Mar Lawrence was, was that guy growing up. Like he was one of my favorite comedians. So usually like our favorite whatever our favorites are, they usually influence our style. Is there anybody else that kinda influenced your uh, comedic my style? style? Uh, let me think. Mar Lawrence, I think Mar Lawrence influenced my style the most. Just because mm -hmm. especially the nineties, he was so he was so animated. He was so animated. Yeah. He brought so much energy to his to him on stage. He he was really good at improv on top of his head, and he hosted a lot of events. And I know myself, I host a lot of events. So that, that, that to me is one. I, um, also, like, um, Eddie Griffin. Uh -huh. I, Eddie Griffin was, was one, of, one of, I like him as well. Um, obviously, the great Ed, Eddie Murphy, Murphy yeah. Richard Pryor, Bernie, Bernie Mac, all these guys I kind of just watch. And then, uh, and then the newer generation, of course, Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. Business-wise, I love what Kevin does. So I, I'm, I, I like that he's, he's more than a comedian. He's a brand. He's a, he's a platform. And that's kind of the same route I'm going for, is I want to be more than just a comedian. I want to be a, all the other things I, I venture out and do. You so, want to be a businessman. Yeah, you want to be a be, business yeah, man. My, my goal is, uh, 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 is obviously I want to be funny and I want to be, you know, like, uh, 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 I want to be funny and I want to be great in my craft. Like, that's something that's mm -hmm. no question. But I want, to be, I want to be the best business comedian in my, in my craft. I want to be, when it comes to different business adventures, and, 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 and I want to be that guy when it comes to that. Okay, I got you. So. All right, so... I've seen some of your uh, your YouTube clips. Right. So, first of all, how's the modeling career going? Uh, it's going okay. I gave it up. Like people <laughs> okay. that don't know, I used to. I was a hand model, so you know, I was a hand model back in the days. Uh, I stopped putting lo that good lotion on my hands, so uh, they kind of got rid of me. They kind of got rid of me. So, modeling is going okay. Okay, that's good. That's good. So, second of all, I saw those El Pollo clips, El Pollo Loco clips. Right. Is that really from when you were working? Yeah, like those. I don't know if my manager follow me or see or, or see aware, but those clips are real. Like like I was really working on a, on a job, posting uh -huh. and doing different videos. Like I really was taking real customers in and really doing that, so it was real. And like, even my jokes at that time was was was, was real. Uh -huh. I was using real my real manager name, my real uh, 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 store <laughs> number, the address. Somebody really wow. came to my job once. I'm like, oh, I saw you at a show. I didn't know you really was. Yeah, I really. Sell chicken. Yeah, I'm a real. I'm a real life cashier. How can welcome to El Pollo Loco? How can I help you? <laughs> Are you done with El Pollo Loco? Nah, yeah, I'm done. Still? Thank God, I'm, I'm, I'm. Thank God, I'm done with El Pollo Loco. You know, you should do it. You know, when you make it big, right? You should franchise a El Pollo nah, Loco. Tell me why. I, that is crazy. I'm. I would definitely. Like, I told myself when I get to a certain level, I'm uh -huh. definitely gonna franchise a couple of El Pollo Loco. There you Locos. go. So, and you have to. Like you. Just, the circle has the, to come full. Full it has circle. To come full you circle. have to. And then I gotta get a plaque that says Juice. And I want them to know he started off selling chickens. <laughs> I need them to know before anything else. I was selling chickens. There you go. There so you yeah, go. for sure. And then, like in the store, you should run the clip. You should run those, uh, those skits are, that you had on you that you I'm have on YouTube. I'm for sure going to buy. I'm for sure going to franchise a couple of airport logos in LA for sure. All right, so let's get to the reason why you're here in okay. Oklahoma City. Uh, so you have a show coming up. Yep, have a show coming up uh, October 26th at the Tower Theater. Uh, you go to towertheater.com to get tickets. I believe it's still a few left. Mm -hmm. We purposely um, didn't sell them. We, we sold out all the ones that was available. Yeah. But I, I wanted to um, hold about 50 tickets for just when I started doing promos okay. to give people a chance to buy a couple before it's late. So you go get your tickets and come to the show. It's going to be amazing. I got a, This year lineup is amazing. I got um, Ron Taylor. He's from Detroit. Funny dude. He came last year. He killed it. 
Um, I got one of my favorite guys, like one of my favorite comedians, like one of my favorite people, BT Kingsley on the show. Okay. Like he's he's a he's headlining throughout the country. Funny dude, got a flat top. Like they, Oklahoma's gonna <laughs> love him. Um, I have Yas Mang. She's from um, Tulsa, so she's our, okay. she's the only woman comic on the show this year, and she's from the, the state of Oklahoma, oh, so that's hey. dope. I wanted to make sure I got somebody on this show from you know Oklahoma, okay. and then closing the show, which is uh, uh, was was is amazing. We got Gary Owens. Oh, which you is, got man, Gary Owens. Yeah, you got Gary Owens. So you know Gary Owens is like a superstar comedian traveling, doing a lot of great things. He was on. Uh, Think like a man with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Think one and two. He's on, got his own TV show on BET. He's out. He's doing his thing. So very so excited. White, the white dude with most the most soul in the yeah, world. Yeah, white man. guy with the most soul in the world. Only white guy. <laughs> only white guy that could have come in and say almost anything. He, he's a great. He. I think it, it makes sense to have him on the show, and I'm really excited. I'm a fan of his work. That's awesome, I yeah. never saw him live, so I'm I'm gonna be in, in the stands when I'm not on stage. It's like laughing and watching. <laughs> laughing myself. Laughing myself for sure. So, so exciting. your charity is, is layups to yeah stand well up, right? yeah so um our, our, my charity is um it, it's two parts so okay. it's the business side of course is layups to stand up and the charity is called layups to stand up cares okay kind of piggyback off NBA cares I like that a little go. yeah so so y- you did you did something yesterday right you yeah we had it? an event um uh, well we had an event Thursday on the, October 11th uh-huh. we had an event at David Buster's which I just start posting pics so please go like the pics comment on the pics okay um where we um we sponsored 25 kids. Through um, the regional full the regional full bank of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. they have a uh, uh, they have different school programs, and we sponsor an event under the uh, the Urban League program where 25 kids we're um, going to pay for their their they're going to eat for a whole school year lunch breakfast and dinner for a year through us. Oh wow! So yeah, it's dope. Uh, it's, I mean, it's very, it's really exciting. So, That's awesome. Um, I, I spoke with Russ about it, and I told him like, yo, um, I think time is something that you don't you don't get back. And I feel like the most valuable thing we have to offer is our time. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to actually have our event not where we just donate money, but our event where we could actually come and give our time and, and play with the kids and give back. So because of that, we had an event on Thursday at David Buster's where we was able to kind of give back. We have all the kids got, got, got unlimited game cards. All the kids was able to eat as much as they want. Um, we all played picture. We all played games. We took pictures with yeah. Russ. We took pictures with myself. And mm-hmm. it was just an overall great event. And then we left. We have all the kids. They left with it. With a goodie, a goodie bag with okay. candy, a thunder ball, thunder wristband like the one I have on now, and just different little things uh, to take with them. That's awesome. That's all. So let me ask you this. So whenever you and Russ were growing up, and right. you got, you know, every, everybody, everybody that grows up, they're like, you know, we're going we're, we're gonna to become famous. Yeah, we're going yeah. to be rich and famous and we're going to buy our block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So whenever you guys were talking like that, right. you know, I'm pretty sure you guys, hey, we're, we're going to do this big in L.A. Right. And Oklahoma City. Did, right. did that ever it, it, come no, up? I, we was never like well, <laughs> we was not never in four, uh, at fourteen years old in high school. Like yo, we gonna blow up. We gonna take over L.A. and Oklahoma. Yeah. Like that was never the. We we was just trying to be. We was just trying to take over, uh, make a name in L.A. and and kind of do something for our community to to inspire people in our community. Uh-huh. And but then like I said, why not? I mean, once you once you achieve one thing, I think your mind expands and you and then you think, all right, well, I got L.A. Now I want California. Got California. Now I want the West Coast, East Coast. Go. And now I got the whole U- U.S. Now I want to expand out of the country. So I think okay. that's kind of how it, w- it, w- it went from there. So I saw, ye- I saw yesterday or two days ago, like you were talking about how you had you were at Dave and Buster's. Right. And you and Russ were dancing on the, uh, the Dance Revolution yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, I won that dance battle too. So right? I, saw, I saw a video of you in the back of his car. Right. 
did you teach him how to dance? Because I see a lot of the moves that he does are very I, I, similar to he, moves that you did. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I didn't teach him. I, I suck with dancing. So when I, I, I am the worst dancer. Everybody know I suck with dancing. I just try to swag it out, and uh -huh. I steal his moves. Like, he do this. Oh, okay. I saw him do that, like, four years ago. So I just do that, and I'll just do some other stuff. And I, <laughs> I steal all my friends' dance moves. So I take a piece of everybody in our there group like, and, cause, and, and just make it work for my own best ability. But it just doesn't work because I can never get on beat. Like, well, you know, if you if you steal enough things from different yeah, people, they don't you, realize that you stole it from them. They think it's exactly. yours. Exactly. My plan is to steal enough <clears throat> other people moves to make it my own moves. There you go. And then from there, can't nobody, like, steal it or take it. It's like you're going to have to watch every one of these people to get it. So as, as, a, as a Los Angelan, is that a word? Los Angelino? What do you call Los yourself? I'm, I, I, Los Angeles, I don't think that's a word. As a person from Los Angeles. Yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your perspective on Oklahoma City? Um, like, I, I'm pretty sure you've been here enough times now. Yeah, I've been a, here. I feel like. A good uh, feeling on it. I love the state of Oklahoma City. I love the city, this Oklahoma City as a city. Uh -huh. um, it, I feel like, at least for me, it's so different from L.A. that makes, it makes me love it. I mean, L.A. is just so fast and it's so, you know, it's Hollywood. It's like yeah. so, you, you can't, especially sometimes being with us, like you, you can't go, we can't go to the mall, we can't go eat without people taking pictures. I remember somebody yeah. took a picture, I, was at my, I had my toes out, didn't put no lotion on my toes, I was just out and it made, it made media take out. I'm just like, ugh. Oh, no, yeah, did I it? was like, yo, I got my toes done since then, by the way. My, <laughs> my feet is good now, but, so I just like the, 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 friend, the friendliness of Oklahoma, I like that. It's like really, really, it's slowed in LA, it's low key. And I just like the people. Even down to the Uber drivers is different in, in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Like in LA, Uber drivers is mean. I remember I was, I, I asked a guy, can I use his charger? He gonna tell me, I, he gonna tell me I'm using it. I'm like, I can see that, <laughs> I can see that. But in Oklahoma, they're so friendly. The uh -huh. Uber driver, he almost, he offered to give me his own water, like literally, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want your water, but <laughs> it's a thought that counts. But thank you. Like, they open doors for you. I mean, it's just people overall in Oklahoma are very, very, very friendly. Just hope that you guys, like, kind of upgrade, like, the Uber cars. Because if I get picked up in one more van, I'm tired of sliding doors. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm tired of sliding doors. You want the SUVs? You want yeah, the, uh... I need Give me an SUV. Give, just give me a little two-door Priuses. I'm tired of these sliding doors. You know how <laughs> weird it is being in a mini, in a big van by yourself? You don't know that you sit in the front row, second row. I just I just sat in the front now. I was like, yo, man, we just riding together, man. It's, <laughs> it's just better that way. Looking like, a, like an airport transit <laughs> yeah, like, van. It just, it, it just feel weird. So let me ask you this. So. What's it like being best friends with an NBA superstar? Uh, what is, what like, is it I've, I've always been fascinated by not necessarily the, like the superstar, like right. you know, the people around him, the people that right. make that person. Right. You know? So, so right. what's it like being, being best friends with an NBA superstar? Um, that's a good question. I feel like, it's, I feel like a lot of people think – I, I feel like having a, a friend that's a, obviously like Russell is, is different. You, you are, you're able to experience, obviously, different things like that. But a lot of people think sometimes, and, I, and that's all I to let people know, like, at the end of the day, he's, a, he's grown. So, I mean, he, even though he's a superstar, he's doing great things, I still have a life besides Russell. So, I mean, a lot of times it's letting people know that. Like, oh, Russell lives here. Did you live there? I'm like, no, I, I, live, I pay my own rent in my own apartment. I pay my own. People be thinking, like, I just live how Russell live all the time. And, and whoops. Which is not the case. It's very sorry. I was making a snap and it got it got caught on there. I had people let people know that. So, but it, it, but it is fun though. I would say like you know it, it it comes with a lot of perks. You get to see you get to see how hard he really works, how much time 
and sweat and tears and how much he really sacrificed. Because being his friend, a lot of times he's not able to come out with us and be with us and hang out. And so when you you, you really get to see, wow, this guy really works hard. Mm -hmm. And I think as as that's something that a lot of people don't get to see. And also that he really is a good guy. He really do have a a personality to him. He really, he really, he's a good person. Like people think he's not like that all the time. He's not yeah. always not hundred going crazy. Like he's actually off the court, the complete opposite of how he is on the court. I mean, to a certain degree, like he's very, he's very supportive. He works really hard, but he, he's just a good, he's just a normal person. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand. Like he, he normal. He, he get triple doubles all the time, but he normal. Yeah. All right. So, I want to ask you this. I don't even have this on here. Right. And I just, from my own personal experience, so I, I have four daughters myself. Oh, wow. Congrats. Yeah. So whenever Russell found out that he was having twin daughters. Right, twins. Right. What right. was that like? I mean. Because, I, I mean, he, you know, he's, twins, he's got his boy. Right. He's got Noah. Yeah, he got Noah. He got twins. Then he got, I mean, I, 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 he was excited. I can imagine. I mean, uh -huh. I know he was excited. I know um, just being with Russ, I, I could tell he changed a lot with, with, being, with fatherhood now. Mm. I mean, he, he, he's. You could just tell, like, he, he's, a, he, he's a great dad. I feel like he, he makes sure he's, he's, he's around as much as yeah. he can. He makes sure he's, he's there in Noah's life on a regular. And he's a, great, he's a great father. He's a great husband. He's a great friend. And he obviously, he's a great player. I mean, we're yeah. uh, going into hopefully uh, his third year average at triple-double, which I, which I want to put that out there, what I expect him to do. Okay. And so he's, overall, I think Russell is one of them people that he, he succeeds in everything he does. And I feel like fatherhood was no different so now that he having twins i'm like he's just gonna be a great dad with three with three uh kids yeah, that's true yeah so so growing up everybody gives each other nicknames right we've never heard a nickname for russell oh wow yeah oh yeah russ definitely so I, I, what, what what's the nickname that you guys uh-oh like give me something i mean most people don't call him this and i'm the only one i think make I call in um, high school, middle school. I always thought Russell had an egghead shape, <laughs> so I call him egghead. And to this day, like I still call him egghead. He be, I'm the only person he'll look at like egghead. Like, so I call him egghead. <laughs> that's is my nickname for him. I like to call him egghead. All right, that's cool. That, so I want to do quick word association real quick. Okay. So I tell you some, you know, I tell you a question or a word. Okay. First thing that comes to mind, just shoot it back. Okay. So Cali. Beach. Favorite food? Spaghetti. Celebrity crush? Kelly Rowland. <laughs> 90s Kelly Rowland. 90s Kelly Rowland. With Nelly? I love you. There you go. Anelia. I need that Kelly Rowland. All right, so if you weren't doing comedy, what would you be doing? Hey, well, I feel like I'd be doing motivational speaking or mm -hmm. um, I would be doing something with kids. Probably training. I used to train, so I'd be probably training kids, something related with basketball. Uh -huh. Favorite musical artist? It's a it's a toss up. Like I, I like people don't know. I really like Ti. Ti. I really like Ti. And um, but I would have, if I had to pick, it'd probably be. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have one in particular. I have uh, a lot. I like I like Nipsey Hussle. I got a lot. It's just, yeah, it, I remember Nipsey yeah, Hussle. I'm a real, I'm a fan of Nipsey Hussle. It's like I just I just like something I can relate to. Okay. Anything that I can relate to that kind of talk about coming from somewhere and getting to another place. That's kind of what I like to listen to. Mm -hmm. So, Kevin Durant. Cupcake. Kids. <laughs> Is that what was the last one? Kids. Kids. Not yet. <laughs> no kids yet. No kids yet. What do you like to do to relax? Uh, I like to just hang out with my friends. Mm -hmm. um, I just like to hang out with my friends. Just be normal. Just crack jokes. You know, just be, just like, kind of, I, like just, I feel like as a comic, you always kind of, people always expect you to be on. Yeah. And I feel like, I, I like to just, sometimes it's okay not to be on. Like, just to be normal. 
Um, what I, I what I like to do personally by myself, I like to go to the movies. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go to the movies, put your hood on, go sit in the back, go to the movies by yourself, buy your popcorn, and just relax type guy. I like I've probably been I went to movies probably three times by myself since I've been out here. I only been out here for two weeks now. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go to the movies tomorrow. This guy got that. Uh, what you got? That AMC free pass thing. Yeah, yeah, I love going you, to the movies. Well, you pay like twenty dollars a month, you get yeah, to watch five yeah. movies for free. Yeah, I love going to the movies. And other than that, I just like supporting. I try to support. Just, I, I want to get more involved with just supporting my friends to the next level, just supporting okay. them. So that's why it, with my free time, I, I want to give it back to my friends. It's just you know trying to support. Like I said, a lot of my friends, we're, we're doing a lot of different stuff, a lot of great different things. So I just want to kind of be there for them more. Yeah. I feel like I need to do more of that. So that's okay. kind of that to me is fun. Like watching, like, like I said, one of my friends, um, he's a chef. Just watching him develop as a chef. He's a private chef. Watching the different food, different things he does. He does. Um, or or watching um, one of our friends is his name is Marcel. He's in the cars. So watching him involved with doing his cars and and just uh, he knows every like he know everything about cars. It's like crazy. Like we call him for anything. I get a flat tire. I yo Marcel, where should I go to get this flat tire fixed? He, that's the person you call. He knows where to go. Yeah. So I feel like just you know that embracing each other. This that's fun to me. And I and the same with Russ. I know Russ is one of my biggest supporters. Like whenever he come to a show or event, he's yeah. always there. So I kind of want to do the same with my friends. So this is this is your third year doing yep, the show. Third right? year doing the show. Okay. Crazy third year. This 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 year the build up to this year's show has been crazy. I was uh-huh. like, what? It's been so much fun. So I know the show is gonna be crazy. I can't That's wait. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So Juice, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, so once again. When can, where can we see you? October 26th? Um, October 26th at the Tower Theater, okay. um, 8 p.m. show. Um, please make sure you grab your tickets if it, before it's too late. You go get your tickets at uh, towertheater.com, or you can also go to, if you're on social media, you go to I Am Juice Man, my Instagram, and just click on the link, mm-hmm. or you go to Russell, Russell West 44 Inst- West's Instagram, and just click on the link okay. in his bio, and you, it'll take you right to the ticket, li- ticket site. And so all the proceeds are going to go to the Regional Food Bank, Oklahoma? Yeah, so... Uh, um, most most of the proceeds, obviously, you know, we gotta pay for travel, people for the event itself. But proceeds will be going towards uh, the regional food bank and towards the and towards um, and towards the backpack program. Awesome, that's awesome. So once again, Juice, thank you very yeah, much. Thanks for having me. Um, I hope everything works out for this show. I hope you know right, it's right. sold out. I hope <laughs> yeah, everybody sure. goes to it. Right. And uh, you know, good luck in your in your comedic future, and good luck in, in becoming an empire, man. Man, appreciate that. Thanks right. for having me, and I, I like what you guys are doing. And um, I just ask you guys keep keep the platforms, creating great positive pra- platforms is very important right Definitely. now. We need more of them. So thank you, and I hope I get to come back and do another review soon. Sounds good. Thank Sounds you. good. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.